What's up, PodMod Bods? Tim here. This episode's going to be a little different. Um, I've had some people reach out to me and ask, hey, can you get into a little bit more technical um, techniques and, and methods of patching? And um, I would love to, but to be honest, I am, uh, I'm still relatively new at patching, so I think it would be a little bit hubristic to try to do that myself. So what I did is I reached out to some of my synth friends, some of the past guests on the show. And it's, it's something that I want to kind of have a, a re- recurring type thing is, is ask a really talented synthesis to maybe make a little rundown of some of their favorite patch techniques with some of their favorite modules. And so I got a, a, an overwhelmingly positive response to that. So I'm building up um, uh, a library of those. So we're going to get into some of those today. Um, one of the reasons that we're going to do that is, well, you know, last week's episode was late. Um, the reason it was late and the reason I don't have an actual guest guest on this show is this month has been pretty crazy for me in that I'm, I've been working my day job and then I've also got this, this other job where I, I teach at an electrical apprenticeship at night. Um, and if I could get it to where it was a weekly thing, it could become my new job between the podcast and that I could, I could make ends meet, but right now it's inconsistent. So I got to like earn my, like earn my, uh, what, what is it like pay my dues or whatever? Um, you know, cause I'm, I'm relatively new to the teaching thing. So like, for instance, this month I had like nine nights of teaching and now it's over. I don't know when the next batch of teaching is. So I've been going to work 6am getting home at 2.30, going to teach at 4.30, and getting home at 9. So it's been hard to get stuff edited and get uh, podcasts recorded with other people and setting stuff up. So that's why we're kind of behind. Um, So I apologize for that. Like I said, if I could get this teaching job to just be a little bit more consistent or win the lottery, um, then, then PodMod can become my main focus. But I, I see, I see a pinpoint of light at the end of that tunnel. I think, I think it can happen. And if you want to help it happen, you can go to patreon.com forward slash podular modcast. Um, I really appreciate everybody who has helped out there. Um, again, if you haven't sent me your adjective and nouns and you, you decided that you wanted to do the patchstagram tier for your pledge, uh, send me an email and I'm going to start sharing those on the show. So, and what that is, is you pledge a certain amount a month. You give me an adjective and noun. I give myself 15 minutes to make a patch based off of that. I will send you the, uh, an MP3 or WAV file of the, of the performance, and then I'll post a little video on Instagram and tag you in it. Um, and then if you want, I can send you some adjectives and nouns, and uh, I'll play those patches on the show. So it can be kind of a back and forth thing. So uh, yeah, let's, let's get that going. So before we get into these little demos from uh, our synthesis friends, I just want to share some stuff with you. Uh, had a really great weekend with uh, my wife Hannah and old co-host Ian and his girlfriend Aaron. We went down to Portland on a Friday night and got to see Bill Callahan, uh, formerly of Smog, my favorite of all time. Um, got to see him live. We stood right at the I haven't done this in years. I usually like to sit down for shows, but I was like, there wasn't really good seating. It was the Wonder Ballroom in uh, Portland. And uh, we were there a little early. We got right up to the front. I was standing right there at the uh, at the stage 
looking right up at Bill. It was an amazing performance. It was super, uh, it's always cool to see, you know, one of your favorites live. And I just, I want to take a minute to talk about his, uh, the guy who plays guitar with him, um, Matt Kinsey. Um, he's, he's one of my favorite guitarists of all time. And you can hear his, his, uh, I think his best work is probably on the Bill Callahan album, Apocalypse. Uh, super, super interesting way of using guitar. Nice, nice fuzz. And I've been wondering what fuzz he used. And uh, so since he was right in front of me, I took a peek around the uh, the floor monitor and saw that he uses a Zvex Fuzz Factory. So that means I think I need to buy a Zvex Fuzz Factory. Anyways, it was cool seeing him there. And then uh, right after the show, we went and got some pizza and went to this, this uh, little like dive tavern called uh, Billy Ray's and we met up with Eric Schlappy of Schlappy Engineering and we had some beers and I smoked Ian and Poole and we uh, I smoked Ian and Big Buck Hunter <laughs> and we played some pinball which I'm terrible at so I didn't really play it and then Eric gave Hannah a bunch of awesome uh, sci-fi book recommendations and they they talked about all their their sci-fi books they like to read and stuff so it was just a really fun night we went back to this airbnb that we had and ended up playing guitar and singing until three in the morning um woke up with a pretty bad headache um but how do you cure a headache you go to brunch with abe from ai synthesis so we all met up with abe and went and got uh, i had a, a duck eggs benedict that was pretty tasty. Um, and then we went over to Control Voltage and uh, got to see everybody there. And it's such a great shop. It's such a lovely shop. And I didn't know what I wanted to get, but I knew I wanted to get something. So I'm poking around the store and uh, Hannah goes over to, uh, to the theremin and starts messing around with him. Now, I'm trying to get, I was trying to get Hannah into modular, but I figured... She's not a musician, so that's kind of a steep curve, you know? But she's playing with this mar- uh, the theremini, the Moog theremini. And she says to me, I think we should get a, a theremin. And I was like, do you want a theremin? She's like, yeah. I was like, we're buying a theremin today. Never thought I'd buy a theremin. They're, they're super cool. Um, but she's super excited about it. So I'm super excited about it. And what's really cool about it is you can do like the, uh, you can quantize you can set your root note and your mode, and then you put it, you know, you can't hit a bad note. So I was sitting there and I was playing like guitar guitar progressions with her the other night, and I was like, okay, now change your root note to this, and then I change a different progression. And I kind of was like showing her like the basics of music theory, and I don't know, it was really fun. Last night we went down to, uh, to Guitar Center. I know the, there's really no other option around town um, right now to get, uh, got her some nice headphones, which I'm currently using. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty excited. She's going to be jamming on that. Um, so yeah, Control Voltage was super fun. And then we came back up to Seattle to go see Bill again at the Neptune Theater. And what was really cool is he played a slightly different uh, set list. So it was pretty, he played my favorite song. And he said he closed the whole show with it. And he said it was his favorite song too, Save Valley Maker. So that was pretty cool. But there was this this couple in front of us and... The woman was so drunk and she had giant dreads and she had a giant knot. It was like a, it was like a softball sized chunk of dreads floating around on the top of her head, which was right in the line of sight for Hannah. And she's bobbing her head and like, like, you know, like, like you would, like 
the, if you saw her and didn't see like who was playing or hear anything, you would think it was like Jason Mraz or like, you know, <laughs> something very upbeat. But here's Bill Callahan playing the opening track from his new album, which is like super, super slow and, and weird. And she's and bobbing her head and, and we're just sitting there. I'm like, I don't think I can do this the whole night. Um, but I'm thinking, you know what? Just like, it's fine. Just, you know, don't let somebody else. This is, you know, you're seeing Bill Callahan again. This is great. Don't let her, you know, distract you. And then she like leans back all like super quick. She's like hammered drunk. She leans back and her big tuft of softball size knot of dreads just lays right on my knee. And I'm like, what? So I give my knee a little bounce. Her head bounces and it stays there. I look up at her boyfriend. Her boyfriend looks back at me with kind of like a, uh, sorry. I bounce again. Nothing. Her head bobs. Bah, bah, bah. Okay, shit. This is going to be an issue. Um, so she finally gets back up. And we're like second song in and I'm like, I'm starting to get, I'm starting to get pretty irritated. But then I look over at Hannah and Hannah's, you know, enjoying the music. I'm like, you know what, take, take a cue from her. I'm super high strung. Hannah's a go with flow type person. Just take, take a cue from her. You're here to see Bill. And I guess that's, that's the moral of this story. I just, uh, I just need to learn how to relax. I, I was going to let that, that distract me and ruin the night. And, uh, you know, I was getting a little judgy and then I decided, you know what? It's it's not it's not that big of a deal. We asked the next the couple right next to us to move down a seat. We moved down a seat, and uh, you know what? It was fine. So I guess I guess that's why I share this story. Is uh, you know sometimes sometimes uh, you f- sometimes I focus on the wrong things, and uh, having someone like Hannah around is really good for me to remind me that you know what everything's gonna be just just fine. Um, So yeah, I don't know. It was a really good night. Let's, uh, let's, let's, uh, have Griffin, aka Constant Shapes. I said that weird. Constant Shapes, uh, run us through a little, a little patch demo here. Hey, this is Constant Shapes. I'm here to explain a patch that I set up for Podular Modcast. So we've got plats running into reverb and we're going to send one LFO into the timbre and then we've got chord running into clouds uh, droning, those two are both droning and then lastly we'll have 2HP bell going into 4MS dual looping delay but first going through a filter so here's plats dry we're going to run an LFO into the voicing to make it start wobbling pitch a little bit but those notes are quantized because it's just jumping through different chord voicings we're going to speed up the LFO a bit here make it just kind of faint attenuate it quite a bit and then we'll throw a reverb on it to get a nice stereo sound And now if we move this knob, that's wobbling, you can get different notes that it hops in between.
Next is chord. Here it is, dry. You can wave shape it. We can mess with the voicing and structure to have a similar effect that Platz is doing, but it's a little bit more randomly jumping around different structures instead of moving linearly. I hear it is wet in the clouds, so now we're only hearing the wet of clouds. So we're going to put LFOs into those knobs that mess with the voicing. It starts to jump around and make nice harmonies. Then we'll go back to clouds. It starts to shimmer a bit. And then let's bring Platts back in and hear those two together for a sec. And you can mess with knobs in here. Okay, and then lastly we have 2HP Bell, which is being triggered by a square wave from Batumi. And it's playing kind of randomly because it has another saw wave out of Batumi going into its modulation input. And then we're messing with resonance amounts on the filter. We're going to add in a delay with the reverses being pinged by the same LFOs modulating other things in this patch using the square wave output of Batumi. A light top texture that just sort of exists above everything else. And then we'll bring those harmonies back and we'll listen to it all together. Here comes chord. And plats. Now we can mess with those LFOs that are conducting the movement in this patch. That's all. Thank you to Podular Modcast for having me. If you'd like to hear more, you can find me on Instagram or YouTube at Constant Shapes.
All right. Thank you, Griffin. Be sure to check out Constant Shapes on Instagram and uh, go check him out on Bandcamp. He's got an excellent album. Um, and if you want to hear a full uh, chat with him, he and Ann and Annie were on uh, Popular Modcast, uh, I think, a month or two ago. So if you haven't listened to that, go back in the back catalog and grab it. Um, I thought I wanted, or I was, uh, words. I was thinking about maybe just kind of telling you, do you guys want to know what's in my rack right now? Is that at all interesting? I don't know. I'll give you the, ra- the rack rundown. Um, starting with my mono rocket case in the upper left-hand corner, we have little Mikey from Expert Sleepers. You can put a XLR cable or quarter-inch cable into that. has phantom power. And I used my condenser mic the other night to record some rain and played some guitar. I think I might have mentioned that. Um, I might play you that at the end of this episode. It turned out pretty cool. I'm definitely going to experiment further. Um, and then we have Anna from Mystic Circuits, which is analog logic. It's, it's a very interesting... Um, and wild uh, module. It's great for um, mixing up modulation sources, but it's also really cool to run audio through. Uh, Then I got the Felix from Livestock Electronics, which is basically uh, two molts, three outs, each out has has a attenuator, attenuverter on it. I got a simple ADSR from Blue Lantern, the contour from Make Noise, dreadful filter from Tom Evans, which we're gonna find out more about pretty soon here. Um, I've got the shelves from Mutable, Kith Ruina from Noise Engineering, which is uh, a pretty cool overdrive. We're also gonna check that out in a few moments. Um, dual VCA, dope for the A132-1. I got a Peaks from After Later Audio, just recently got it because I wanted some drums. It's got the bass drum on it. It was really cool. Uh, Bad Comrade from Recovery Effects. Uh, super awesome fuzz delay glitch machine. Cutting room floor from Recovery Effects. That's the top row. Let's go to the bottom row. I've got the Envelator from Maleco. I just got this. I actually picked it up at Control Voltage, and I'm still trying to figure it out. And what I have seen from it has been pretty fun. So I'm looking forward to get to, to getting... How do I say this? I'm looking forward to the process of getting to know it. Um, Ileana from Omi Industries, uh, programmable and hard logic, really cool module. The short bus from uh, Low Gain Electronics, which is a or combiner. Um, two oscilloscapes from Recovery Effects, just a fun uh, bass or bass drum. Um, I like to use it kind of for more like tom type sounds. It's really good for like. Um, I don't know, like uh, sprinkling some extra percussion into a beat. Uh, I use it quite a bit. Then I've got the Behemoth Dub Matrix, which is one of those things that when you get it into your case, you're kind of like, I don't know if it'll ever come out because it's just so useful for mixing up uh, modulation. You can take five sources of modulation and spread those things around. Like, it's, it's pretty crazy. The CVP-1 from Logan Electronics, which is also like the Felix from Livestock Electronics. It's a, it's a molt, two, two ins and then three outs for each one, each uh, for each input. So there's six outputs total that have attenuator, attenuverters on them. And then there's an or and a sum output on that as well. So that's, that's one thing that, that makes it different from the, the Livestock. Then I've got my Disting Mark IV and then I've got my WMD Pro output, which I don't really use right now because I have the bus 
and my 7U case from Make Noise, but that will be handy once I have my Needham Woodworks. Is this at all interesting? I don't know. We're almost there. Well, we're halfway there. Okay, let's get back down to the 7U case. Make Noise. I've got the Tempe. Um, if you're listening and you have a Pam's new workout, but you want a Tempe and you want to trade me, email me. I want the Pam's new workout. I think the Tempe is an amazing um, module. It is deeper than I'm going to dive. Uh, it, it does so much stuff, and to be honest, I'm kind of intimidated and confused by it, and I just don't have the time to dive into it. But Make Noise Maths right next to it. That's one that's going to stay forever. Um, I don't need to talk about maths. Um, I've got a, a mini ornament and crime, which is half the size of the original, and I've got my hemispheres logged in, uh, loaded up on it, and uh, I have recently just completely fallen in love with the vector LFO uh, function on that. Then I've got the angle grinder from Schlappy Engineering. If you've listened to this podcast for more than a month, you've heard me talk about it. Um, then I've got the 2HP Pluck, which sounds amazing. I really think it's, it's a great module. I'm finding that... Um, it's something I lean on too much, so I might have to, I might have to take it out of the case here soon. Um, Teleharmonic from Make Noise is one of my favorite modules. Got the Monsoon, which is a, a, a mini clouds from After Later Audio. What I like about the Monsoon is it's got the the faders, the, the sliding uh, faders for the pos- uh, the position, density, size, and texture, which it just makes it so much easier to get cool sounds out of it. I had a hard time with Clouds when I first had it and I just didn't understand it. I think I also thought like the name Clouds just implied like puffy, plump, you know, like soothing. And then I plugged it into it and it was, sounded like nightmares. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel like I'm, I'm getting to understand a little bit more. Got the Chrono Blob 2 from All Right Devices. Uh, if you're looking for a, a delay, um, this is, I feel like if you had this, and the uh, the dual looping delay from uh, 4MS, which I so stupidly got rid of and want another one. Um, if you had those two delays, you would be in really good shape. Um, then I've got this, the Tom Evans stereo mixer. And then let's go down a row. Of course, I got the Make Noise 1U bus mold, which I love. Um, Two stereo VCAs from Tom Evans. He says he's not making them anymore. I think he should. I think they're pretty cool. Um, a Mix 4 from Maleco. Um, then I've got the Atom from After Later, which is uh, a mini elements. And now don't think it's too mini. It's pretty, still pretty big, but it's half the size of an elements. Um, if you're somebody who really likes to uh, be able to like twist the knobs manually and often, the mini version is not for you. I let the CV do the talking on this, so it works out perfectly for me. But you know, different, different strokes. Some people get there's there's some there's some commotion revolving around the uh, the clones world. So yeah, you you do what whatever you feel is right. Another disting Mark IV. Um, it's I, I I love distings. They're so fun, um, especially for like live. I think. So when I get my, I'm getting my uh, my Needham Woodworks case soon, um, so I'm just gonna have just so much room, more more space than I've ever had. Um, so that's gonna be really fun. But I think I'm, I'm gonna keep my my seven U case for live shows, and I'm I'm thinking I want to just set up a live rig, and that's not a whole lot of space. Like I already can't fit everything that I want to fit into um, 
by 70 a case for a live show that's where something like a disting is going to come in really handy and i'm i'm seriously considering getting two more um and then i've got the aerialist from uh after later audio it is uh, a really nice vco it's a very simple vco it's got a saw triangle sign and pulse wave output um it's it's got a mix out linear fm in uh and and uh yeah, that's it's sync in. That's about it. Um, you can mix each each uh, each waveform has its different uh, has a different little um, potentiometer for the mix, so you can you can dial them in. But if you if you want a like a simple backbone, you know, very 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 simple VCA or VCO uh, for under two hundred dollars, go check out Afterwater Audio Aerialist. I got the Erica drum uh, Erica Sense Pico drums. My tip top one. This is the third tip top one I've owned. So, yeah, I like them. Um, Div kid mutes absolutely essential for live performance, especially if you use drums. And I think it's one of those modules that two of them would actually do you pretty well. Um, I want two, so I could use one for turning drums on and off, and then I want one for um, you know turning VCAs on, or, you know, just routing routing stuff. Um, and then. My newest combo, which I'm still trying to wrap my head around, but I can tell it's going to be like my big, my big uh, powerhouse. It's the Variegate 8 Plus with the voltage block from Maleco. So yeah, that's that's my rig. I've got the microvolt off to the side. Um, it's pretty cool. I lay the, the 7U down flat on its back, and then I put the, uh, the mono rocket up on my Crema Cafe Spike XL stand, and it just they fit so perfectly together, and they look great. Um, got a bunch of other modules kind of sitting off to the side that says nothing about uh, how I feel about them. The one, the one downside of having to do the demos is I'm constantly switching my case in and out and trying to find the modules that I think will best fit with the thing that I'm demoing. So I really hope that's that's yeah that's one thing I'm looking really forward to about having the Needham case is I can like build I can build my case and then you know build my synth the way what the one I want but then still have room for the demo stuff and that way I don't have to like that's the one that's like a, a, a down a downfall or a downfall uh what's the word I'm looking for it's like a um what's the word I'm looking for you're shouting it at me right now or in your head you're shouting you're like it's this it's this it's uh just like a negative side of doing the demos of one of the few negative sides um is I don't really get to set up my case to be like a constant, you know, my instrument type thing because I'm constantly taking stuff in and out. Oh, it's, is that tough, Tim? Is that pretty tough that people send you modules to play with all the time? Yeah, I got it pretty bad, guys. Anyways, that was a long rant. I hope you found that interesting. Um, I hope you enjoyed these uh, three little patches that I made to put under this rant, uh, kind of to show you what everything I was talking about sounds like when I just kind of randomly haphazardly patch it. So let's, uh, let's uh, meet Tom Evans and get to know his, uh, his dreadful VCF. Hi, my name is Tom, and I like to play with synthesizers. They are very fun. I want to show a patch today that uses two filters to make some funky audio rate modulation. In this patch, it's really important that one of the filters self-oscillates with high resonance. Of course, you have to start with an oscillator. This patch really lends itself well to having 
high harmonic content, so you can use waves like sawtooth squares or wave-shaped outputs. Today I'm going to be using the STO, and I'm going to run that into the Dopefer SEM style filter, as well as a filter that I designed myself. Currently I have the STO wave shape output going into the Dopefer filter with an envelope from Maths. Good amount of resonance on the Dopefer filter and a lot of input saturation, a little bit of clipping. This oscillator is also molted to the self-resonating filter. Although we won't hear that in the end, let's just listen to what it sounds like. Ultimately, this will be the wave that we use to modulate the Dopefer filter. So that self-resonant filter is really grabbing onto those harmonics and making them growl. And ultimately that's going to show up in the modulation of our other filter. So let's combine them together and see what we get. I'm going to be slowly turning up the modulation index from the self-oscillating filter to the Dopefer filter. And also sweeping cutoff frequencies just to see what tones you can really get. You can see it easily produces a really harsh tone without that audio rate modulation. Adjusting the frequency of the oscillator, what note you play, what sequence you put in will really dynamically affect that modulation since that oscillator really is a part of the modulation. That being said, the timbre will really change note per note from what sequence you put into it. Along with that, adjusting cutoff of either filter will drastically change how that responds. Try experimenting with filters at different cutoffs, but also try experimenting with the oscillator at different coarse frequencies. Changing what register the oscillator is in will lend itself to totally different timbres. In this next part, it gets a bit crazy, but all I'm doing is changing oscillator coarse frequency and the two filter cutoffs and just seeing what I get.
We can also change the whole motion of the patch by adjusting that envelope. getting these huge warbling glitching sounds that are highly dependent on the pitch of the oscillator, the pitch of the sequence, the cutoff frequency of either filter, the modulation index between the filters, and the shape of this envelope. If you have a more featured filter, for instance the Dofer SEM filter has a crossfader between low pass and high pass, we can utilize that to change the sound even more. It really makes for a hands-on droning spacey experience so let's throw it through a delay and just listen to what we can come up with turning knobs
now that we've gone to space and back, let's get back to the show. Thanks for having me on, Tim. It was a lot of fun. Thank you, Tom. That was a lot of fun. Um, hopefully, we'll have Tom on as a guest soon, and you can get to know him a little better. He's a great hang. Um, so I hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. Um, a little update. I told you about my super cheesy uh, idea of a gratitude journal <laughs> a while ago on the Lisa Belladonna Part 2 episode. And I just even saying those words, I know I'm laughing. I'm laughing at myself because I can't, you can't be too precious about something like this because just with those words in a row just sounds so cheesy but i will tell you i'm going on almost two months of every day at work i have an alarm set on my phone and when it goes off i'll write down three things that i'm grateful for whether it's uh you know oh hey it's 10 o'clock my day is halfway over i'm grateful that my day is halfway over you know something as trivial as that or to something as you know magnificent as i'm grateful that i have found my wife you know, so whatever, whatever it is. And I, I let myself repeat things that I'm grateful for, whatever. And my one rule is like, don't write anything negative because when I'm feeling really shitty and I'm like, oh, I fucking hate my job. I want to be like, well, I'm grateful for this because I fucking hate it so much like that. <laughs> nope. can't do that. Um, and there are times I really, really don't want to do it because I, I, I'm often in a bad mood at work, um, often depressed at work. So, but I can tell you that doing it, my voice just cracked. I can tell you that doing it um, is is definitely changing, kind of like the 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 neural pathways in my brain. Because I'm on the weekends, I'm noticing that uh, it'll just pop in my head, like, oh, I'm grateful for that, and that has been very very strange to me, but also very very nice, and. Um, I'm noticing that my while my gloom and doom is still very much present, it uh, I can feel it being there's I have something in there that's fighting it right now. So if you are somebody who is geared towards negativity, which I know a lot of you are because you've reached out to me when we've talked about stuff like this, I ch- I challenge you to try this. And you don't have to tell anybody you're doing it. Like I'm embarrassed to talk about it, but I'm only sharing it because I think it's actually being effective. Um, set an alarm you don't have to do it every hour honestly at work a lot of the time i don't have to do it so sometimes i'll only do it you know like three times a day but i think three times a day is maybe a minimum set an alarm to go off i carry around a little journal in my back pocket and i write it down and i think i think writing it down especially when you don't want to is when like the like the the real good work is happening so i don't know you can try it let me know. If somebody is doing it and you want to share it, I would love to hear about it. Um, also, if you're feeling particularly down and, uh, and you know, depressed, reach out to me. Because I, I tell you what, when people reached out to me, or when I, when I reached out to other people and had somebody to kind of bounce stuff off of and, and just kind of listen, it helped me. So if you'd like to do that, I'm here. Uh, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook or podmodcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah. Is that enough hippie shit? I figured I had to put some hippie shit into this episode, right? I've actually, I was just spending like 20 minutes recording a big rant about how I think uh, Facebook is turning everybody's hearts into uh, like mildewy basements of hate, but uh, we all know that, and I don't have anything new to say about it, so I decided, you know what, why don't I spin it positive? And uh, yeah, you guys remember P.O.B., Patrick O'Brien? 
uh, he was nice enough to make a sweet patch uh, walkthrough for us. So why don't we get into that? everyone. I'm Patrick O'Brien. I'm a modular synth performer here in Los Angeles. You may have also heard my voice a few times on some of the latest noise engineering videos. And I thought I'd take over the pod mod for a little bit and run through one of the small patches I'd put together a few days ago. Actually, I used this patch in the demo video for the Kith Ruina, and I played it out the other day. Um, it's only seven modules, and all of them fit into one of the 4MS pods, the 48X. So going from left to right, I have the Noise Engineering Muta Jovis, the IntelliGel Plonk, the new Noise Engineering Kith Ruina Distortion Module, the Sputnik Modular Selector, the IntelliGel Dixie 2 Plus Oscillator, Noise Engineering's Sync Lucina, and the Qubit Electronics Octone. Now the Octone is really the heart of this entire patch. I use it for the clock, for the gate outs, I use it for the sequencing because it's quantized. Then I used Amita Jovis to turn off and on some of the gates and sequences to give it some variation. Oh, and the whole patch is being sent through the Eventide H9 using one of the reverb delay effects. So let's start with the plonk. I've selected the 4-4 kick, being triggered by the gate output from the octone. The signal is also going through the Kith Ruina. There's a drive, which gives it a lot more distortion. and I can manually give it some character. So that's how I get half that patch, which is just a kick. Now the other side is the Dixie 2 Plus Oscillator. So let's hear a little bit of that. So what you're hearing right now is the triangle wave that's coming out from the Dixie that's running also through the Kith Ruina distortion module on the bottom half, which is an EQ. I can turn up and down. So this is just the EQ coming off the Kith Ruina that I'm just adjusting by hand. But I also have the, uh, hang on a second. So what I've done is I've taken the triangle wave, the saw wave, the square wave, and the sine wave, those four outputs are four inputs into the Sputnik Modular Selector. Then, the same trigger that goes to the kick and the plonk is the same trigger that goes to the selector to change the four waveforms. So it bounces back and forth between them. 
So right now it's on the triangle wave, which I'll play again. So let me turn on the trigger so you can hear the variations between the different waveforms. Kind of gives it a unique character to a melody. I'm also running it through the sync Bucina as both a VCA and a VCF. So you get this nice resonant filter on the release. Let's hear that part. We shorten the release here. And now let's add the kick back in. Okay, that little pitch change was a total happy accident, but let me explain the best I can. I ended up taking the zigzag waveform from the Dixie 2 Plus out to the Muta Jovis to switch it off and on, then back into the Dixie 2 Plus's FM1 input. Adjusting the CV on that input, it adjusts the pitch, so I was able to drop it down like a step. Let me see if I can do it again. That's it. It's just the kick drum from the plonk and the sequence from the Dixie 2 Plus. Now, when I played this out live the other day, I added some craziness at the end. Craziness! And I adjusted the clock on the octone. So I'm going to turn everything back on. Let's turn up the speed of the clock. Turn up the EQ here. And since everything's connected to the Muta Jovis, just turn off and on certain triggers. Thank you, Patrick, for that. That was a super cool patch. Um, check out the show description. There's going to be some links to like a video of that patch and some other stuff that uh, that Patrick wanted to share. Um, I hope this episode was fun. If uh, if you guys, I would like to do stuff like this. You know, an occasional departure, maybe once a month, once every two months. Um, break up the uh, the format a little bit. Um, so let me know if you liked this. Let me know. Uh, also, if you have a patch technique that you want to share. Um, why don't you go ahead and uh, hit, hit me up on the emails and we can chat about it um, and if we do more episodes like this I can uh, I can plug it in I think it would be really cool I know there's a lot of people out there who want uh, who want a little bit more technical stuff and uh, I think that's 
you know, it seems like the modular thing is all about community. So let's let's just share stuff. And um, yeah, so I really appreciate everybody who's helped out with this. Tom, Griffin, and Patrick, please go check out all of their uh, uh, social medias and websites and whatnot. There will be links in the um, show description. We'll be back next week with uh, the standard demos. We're going to get more into uh, some of the new algorithms for the Disting Mark IV and the Dub Matrix CVP-1 and Short Bus from Logan Electronics. Um, so earlier in the episode, I mentioned that I, I plugged my uh, my condenser mic in a little Mikey and recorded some rain and played some guitar. So why not, at the end of this episode, just go out on uh, a little bit of that. So I hope you enjoy, and until next week. <laughs>